Guys, I have some friends who have a company called Simply Earth, and it's an essential oil recipe box company. And I was always super confused by essential oils until I partnered up with them. And they have eliminated all the confusion, and they help make the air in my home toxin-free. It'll do the same for you. But most importantly, this is a company that is about a greater cause not just helping make the air in your home toxin-free, they donate 13% of their profits to help end human trafficking. They actually came up with that number 13, inspired by one of my songs, Next Thing You Know. So there's a real personal connection with this company. They're mission-minded, and they're helping to end human trafficking. And when you buy your essential oils from them, you get to take part in that fight against trafficking, which is a big deal. The company's called Simply Earth, and here's what happens. You get a Simply Earth essential oil recipe box that helps you gain confidence and clarity in using essential oils. You're going to receive the recipe box with four pure essential oils, six recipe cards, and extras. You learn how to use your essential oils while making the recipes that are created by certified aromatherapists. I want to become a certified aromatherapist. That's a nice title. You save money and you detoxify your life. Plus, you buy for a company from a company that's changing the world. 13% of their profits go to end human trafficking. This is like a meal subscription kit, but it's way more fun and it's going to detoxify your home and you're going to help change other people's lives. So here's what I want you to do. Remember this, the essential oils alone would cost over $100 from other companies, but with the Simply Earth Essential Oil Recipe Box, you get four pure oils, six recipes, and extra ingredients for only $39. And when you subscribe, you get a free big bonus box with even more natural goodies. It's never been easier to use essential oils. You got to sign up. And when you sign up with Simply Earth's Essential Oil Recipe Box, you get a free 80 milliliter essential oil diffuser when you subscribe using our URL, simplyearth.com slash west. Again, that's simplyearth.com slash west. What's up, my friends? Welcome to another episode of the Matthew West Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew West. And as always, I really hope you like it. Just like the theme song says, um, is that theme song stuck in your head ever? If so, you're welcome. Thank you for joining me today. I'm here at the Story House and very excited about today's guest. I've been bringing some people into the show who um, kind of, you know, share this Story House space with me on a creative level. And so uh, today's guest is going to kind of help us uh, dive into, you know, how we go about making the music that we make. I think you're going to be really inspired by uh, and educated maybe by his story uh, as a songwriter and producer. But first, I want to remind you that the fall tour, the My Story, Your Glory tour with a special guest, Micah Tyler, 20 cities this fall, uh, taking off in late October, and tickets are going fast. So I want to make sure that you guys find out where I'm going to be. Go to MatthewWest.com today. Click on the tour button. You can find out all the information of all the concerts we have between now and the end of the year. There's 20 fall tour dates for the My Story, Your Glory tour. And then uh, there's a special Christmas weekend you've heard me talking about, Come Home for Christmas. I'm not sure if there's any tickets available 
yet for that. There may be a few passes available. That's a weekend event where you can come and hang out with yours truly and the whole West family for a special Christmas weekend in Nashville, December 1st through the 3rd. That's called Come Home for Christmas. And then we're also doing four, count them, four special Christmas concerts in the great state of Florida. Why? Because that's where you want to go in uh, the wintertime. You want to go to Florida. So come and celebrate Christmas with us in Nashville or in Florida. Those will be your final chances to catch a show in the year of our Lord, 2023. Got a great show for you today. Let's dive in. My guest today uh, is a incredibly successful songwriter, producer, and musician. He's one of those guys behind the scenes helping make the music uh, that hopefully is speaking to you in your life. He's had seven number ones as a songwriter and other six number ones as a producer. We've written a lot of songs together, uh, songs like What If and Truth Be Told and Broken Things and My Story, Your Glory, and the list goes on. So uh, he's one of my dear friends, trusted collaborators, and uh, uh, I even helped him meet his significant other, but we'll get to that later. Let's go to the story house with my good buddy, AJ Pruse. He's no stranger to danger. He's no stranger to the story house. <laughs> That's right. Uh, he has spent many, maybe more hours than any other um, musician or producer. Yeah. AJ Pruse, welcome once again to the story house. Thank you. Thanks for being a guest on the podcast today. Thanks for having me, brother. Appreciate you're, it. You're from, uh, born and raised in Kalamazoo, Michigan. That's right. Which you said is the home of what? Derek Jeter and Gibson Guitars. Oh, nice. So Derek Jeter and... Gibson guitars. Oh wow! And yeah. AJ Pruse. That's right. Uh, right under Derek Jeter. <laughs> hey man, you're <laughs> right on your under. way, dude. So um, seven number one songs as yep. a writer. Have you had even more as a producer? Maybe I've had less actually. Less, dang! I shouldn't have brought that. No, up. that's okay. I think I've had six. We'll as cut a that out. Producer. <laughs> yeah. Seven number six. one songs as a writer. Six six number one songs as a producer. Yeah. Yeah. You're well on your way. We're, we I jumped way ahead. We're gonna go back. Yeah, um, and we'll get to how you, you know, became this monster of a songwriter and producer. Oh, but when I first met you, the Story House was not even built yet. Yeah, um, I was having auditions for new band members. Do you remember this? Yeah, oh yeah, never forget it. I don't know how you even heard about the audition, but you were had you you yep. hadn't even moved from Michigan yet, or had you? I I just recently had moved. And um, how old were you? Twenty. 20 years old. 20 years old, yep. And somehow you got the call to be one of the musicians to audition for my band. Through Matt Armstrong. Through our friend Matt Armstrong. Is yep. that right? It was through Matt. Okay. That's right. Yeah, because uh, your brother Joel had reached out to Matt about if he knew anybody. And uh, I was writing with Matt at that time, my old band. Um, we were writing songs for that. And uh, Matt was like, oh, yeah, you should try out but he wouldn't tell me who it was he just said you know there's auditions for this ccm artist but he's well known you know like uh, he kept it in, inconspicuous <laughs> and so you were um i was talking with a mutual friend of ours garrett um i ran yeah. into him in texas this past weekend yeah and he was telling me he remembered i think you were roommates we were and he yep. said you were holed up in your room learning all of my songs <laughs> yeah that's right and it showed mm. because you showed up at rehearsals and there were i mean we probably rehearsed like 20 different people yeah and man you walked into this big rehearsal hall at soundcheck in nashville and like 
you crushed it. I mean, you yeah. you just like it was like you were in an arena. I remember yeah. that. And uh, Chili, who was my uh, bass player at the time yeah. and like my MD, we were like talking afterwards. We're like, man, that kid, like, I mean, he's he's a little too young. Yeah, I'm not sure, <laughs> but he's like uh, really amazing. And so. You know, Chili's side of the story is... What did he say? He chose me, and you chose someone else. <gasps> Are you serious? Is this how you remember it? That's yeah, not that's, how I remember it. He said that you chose Mikey, and then we both got hired. That's wow. his sign. So we'll... I don't I don't know. remember that, but that's... But it was a long time ago, It very too. well might be. Yeah. So, I just remember being so impressed by you, but maybe yeah. concerned about your your age. Yeah, <laughs> reckless, young and reckless, reckless dude. Man. <laughs> I can't have this kid out on the road. Man. I know, but then you just um, you absolutely crushed it and have continued to to uh, just impress everywhere you go with man. your musical skills. So you started out on the road with me, um, yeah. touring musician. That's right. And it was early on. I mean, do you know how many shows you played with me? <sighs> I wish I How many knew. years can we say? Was it eight? Eight years? It's eight years. So, I mean, hundreds. Did I hit thousands? I mean, I mean, if you, well, I, you'd probably just under a thousand. I would yeah. say probably like a hundred yeah. shows a year. Yeah. I mean, the pandemic kind of changed all of that yeah. a little bit, but I'd say you probably played at least 750 shows with me. Yeah. That's a lot. So of you've shows. heard all my jokes and <laughs> I knew the shows. I knew the, I knew the everything well. Did yeah. you move to Nashville? So you skipped college, graduated yeah. from high school, moved straight to Nashville. Were mom and dad afraid when you made that decision or were they supportive or was it like, no, this is what AJ was born to do? Yeah, born to do, man. I mean, they were the most supportive. I, I wouldn't be here without them. Because I, I, I graduated um, in 2011. And so there were a couple years there that were really like, what am I doing? I mean, I knew, you know, I graduated top of my class. And uh, my guidance counselor was like convinced I was throwing my life away. I mean, he was just like, you know, you're, you, you gotta go to college, you know? And, and I was just like, I got, I gotta chase music. So you, you could know? have gone like it, at top of your class. I mean, you could have probably had your yeah. pick of any yeah. school. hundred percent. Could yeah. have been at university of Michigan. U of M go blue. The, let's, let's go. And so, I mean, you made a bold. And so mom and dad, did they think you were crazy too? No, they were just happy that I finished high school. I mean, I was on such a, like, I had my blinders on, man, that I was just going to be in music. Oh, okay. You know, at that time, I was in a band, though, and I, I kind of thought that was the only avenue. And it wasn't until later that I kind of found out that I could be behind the scenes and just do the writing, producing side. You know, it, it was like, you know, being from small-town Michigan, I didn't know people got paid to write songs, you know. Yeah. I, I just didn't even know that was an option, you know. Yeah, I so. think that's a that's a real eye-opener for a lot yeah. of creatives. Like, I yep. remember, too, when I came to Nashville, it was the same thing. I was like, I thought it was the artist path was the only path. And then yeah. you realize, oh, Music Row is a thing. Like, there's songwriters yep. behind the <laughs> scenes. And, and so yeah. early on, so did you, um, did the band shut down? before you took the gig to play on the road with me it was kind of uh we were still going but like half going um because it was with i was in a band with my two brothers and we had toured you know toured soft toured kind of all through high school as kind of weekend warrior just doing stuff and then once i had gotten out of high school we were pedal to the floor like 
writing songs and we had signed with some management and it was just like, he was just like, your songs have to be better. So it was kind of through that process of me figuring out what is a hit song. You know, I was just studying commercial songwriting and what does that sound like? What does that look like? And kind of through that stage, we were doing some writing together, but I was doing a lot on my own, you know, and my brothers were both in relationships. They ended up getting married and it was just kind of like, you know, they kind of found, they found their own path. Cause it's like, we gotta, you know, have a job and <laughs> make money and support our wives, you know? Yeah. And I was just younger. So I, I kind of had the, the privilege of just being able to still live at home. And just, my parents were like, just go chase it, go do it, yeah. go do it. So then I moved to Nashville. We were still, again, we were still kind of a band um, at that time, but I just knew I, I was, I was starting to learn about songwriting and, publishing deals you know because we were talking to different record labels and they you know not a lot of people were interested in the artist side but they were hearing the tracks and they were hearing the songs and they were like these are really great and they sound really great um and that was you behind and that them, was me kind of, yeah so yep. you could start to see this lane being carved out or a potential of like oh well maybe i can have a career in music maybe it's just going to look different than yeah was that like did you always dream of being an artist and that felt like a dream was dying when you let go of that or was it um <sighs> more more well, i'm just trading one dream for another and this is just as exciting just as exciting for me my my concern at that time was just disappointing my brothers maybe i think that was the hardest thing to let go of like that was a really special chapter of my life and just the time that we got to spend and like touring and chasing a dream together. But, you know, they, they kind of found their own lanes, you know, my brother Jeremy's in graphics and he's killing that. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, my brother's a pastor in Dallas, he's a, a chaplain at a hospital down there and like, you know, God has him there and he's killing that. Yeah. So it's like, now we know, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? But at that time, it was like, oh man, I don't want to disappoint it's them. Tear and I, the family apart, or yeah, 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 exactly. I just like, I just didn't, I didn't want to disappoint anybody, and you know, our manager at that time, I didn't want to disappoint anyone. But then it was just like, honestly, the path became really clear because I was talking to publishers, but then I auditioned for your band, and once all that kind of just came together, it was like, I've got my, I've got my path. You and, know? and early on, when you were playing with me on the road i forget you probably remember better than i do but i forget like i just remember thinking to myself i feel like he's probably a songwriter i don't know why and maybe i'd heard something yeah. you did or so i think at least how i remember it was I, I was talking to other publishers you know i had received a couple offers um you know not long form anything but i, I and I just knew that you were such a great songwriter and I knew that you were, you know, very in the world and in the space. So I started just kind of asking you. Oh, that's what it was. Okay. That was the original thing. I was just like, so what are, you know, I think I started telling you about the deals and then you were like, don't sign these <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. You're like, wait, don't sign these. And then, you know, I, I had sent you some tracks and then you showed, you know, Farron and yeah. Falcon and the guys at Combustion. And all Publishing that. partner yeah. that I've had for a long time. Yeah. And I just remember you sharing me some of the songs you were writing, sharing with me. And I was like, I was so impressed. I remember, in fact, so like, I think my Live Forever album was 2015. I think yeah. it came out in 2015. Yeah. That had like uh, Grace Wins on it and uh, mm -hmm. Day One and things like that. 
but I remember you shared with me a couple of tracks and I want to, I want you to like talk to the listeners about like your process, because I think it's really interesting and it's been one that's worked, that's helped us really work well together as well. Yeah. Now you're, um, you, you've developed and become an all around songwriter. Like you can, you can lead with lyrics. You can have the big title idea. Um, you could play any instrument. Um, but I feel like your beginning was this like unique ability to build a track yeah. out of nothing. Like, and that's always foreign to me. Like there's, there's one other person I know um, who I've worked with Michael W. Smith, yeah. who Michael W. Smith will create a whole piece of music. And I'll never forget when he called me over to the studio with him, he's like, I want to write a song. And I showed up and he goes, here's the song. <laughs> and he played really? me this recorded music. It was oh, wow. done. Okay. And then he was mumbling over the whole song with and certain vowels that he liked. Like, Duh. I remember the melody. You know, oh, wow. So he had this like, but this music was like, and it was recorded by a band. Yeah. Like it was already Jeez. done. And I was like, oh, so he had this ability to create a whole piece of music mm-hmm. without one lyrical, like, direction or yeah. word in place and that's always that's like the opposite of how i would do it like yeah to me i'm always like ooh, that's a cool title yeah what does that title sound like and yep. so you, what the reason i set that up is because i feel like the first things i heard from you you shared with me like this recorded track yeah like this piece of music this instrumental piece of music and i loved yeah. it so much that i took some songs that i had already written yeah one was called live forever the title track yeah. And then one was called Anything is Possible. Yeah. I had already written those songs. And I went back and put my lyrics, I think, over mm-hmm. your tracks that you had made. They were that good. So I've always been interested, like, how does somebody, when, when how do you create, what's your process from that standpoint? Like creating, because that's, I think, a really unique skill. Like you just get this musical idea and then you just start working. Yeah, I mean, kind of. Uh, you know, a, a lot of the stuff, especially from just like, all right, what do I, where do I start? I kind of have to get inspired by something. So usually it'd be like, I'll listen to, there's like a specific psalm that I'm like, man, I love how this feels. And it's not about taking melodies or anything like that, but it's just like, just having a tempo or a groove. It's like, oh, that's a six, eight at this tempo. All right, so, all right, what's a melody? You know, what would I do with this? You know, like it usually needs like a spark of some kind. And then I'll just go, you know. I want to tell you about my friends at Operation Christmas Child. I've had the chance to travel with them. Um, It's Operation Christmas Child is a project of the Christian International Relief Organization, Samaritan's Purse. It's the world's largest Christmas project of its kind. It's been reaching millions of children each year with the good news of Jesus Christ through simple shoebox gifts. Since 1993, more than 209 million children in over 170 countries and territories have received a shoebox gift. Anyone can pack a shoebox and help send joy to a child in need with Operation Christmas Child. I've gotten to do this myself. My family has packed shoeboxes, and then I've gotten to travel to other parts of the world and hand deliver those shoeboxes. I'll never forget those trips. It's an incredible experience, and you would be amazed by how 
impactful these shoe boxes are. You can pack a shoe box with fun toys, school supplies, and personal care items, and then bring it to a drop-off location during National Collection Week, which is November 13th through the 20th. Or you can even build a shoebox online. The good news of Jesus Christ is shared alongside your gift, and each child is invited to join a discipleship program. Learn how to pack a shoebox, view gift suggestions, and find your nearest drop-off location by visiting samaritanspurse.org OCC. Again, that's samaritanspurse.org OCC. What's impressive about Michael is that was at a time where, what, he had a whole band? Yeah, he would like have, record this. Right. And now I feel like so in the music industry now, that's that's not very common where the whole no. band is in the studio. No. It's usually so talk about that part. Like you're yeah. in front of your computer. Yeah. I've seen you do it. Yeah, well, that's the thing. You know, now it's like the gift of coming up how I came up where I was like, you know, in my parents' pole barn, you know making tracks, writing these songs and making tracks is I just had to figure out what's well, a pole barn. Oh, a pole barn? Pole barn? A pole barn. <laughs> yeah. It's like a barn. It's a type of barn. It's like how it's made. It's like the metal on the outside. Interesting. Yeah, it's a pole barn. Okay. So I didn't know. There you go. Okay. Little... So, so you're in the pole barn. <laughs> so I'm in my barn. <laughs> you're in your barn. <laughs> and my, my parents built a little music space out there. And so that's where I would be just going going and they did that for you yeah for me my brothers yeah because it was like a practice space and then yeah like i said they were and you'd have headphones on and you'd be you'd just be yeah or my little you know it was the same thing it was like little laptop i had these old uh mackie monitors and keyboard and stuff and obviously things have changed since then but i learned how to play everything that was that was kind of the gift i can play drums i can play bass i can play guitar i can play keys and I just, I, you know, self-taught. I, I took guitar lessons for a couple of years, piano lessons very early on as a kid. But I didn't want any of that because I was like, I wanted to be in a yeah, know, punk rock yeah, band. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I didn't care about piano. But learning all that has gotten me to the place where I can build a track just by myself, you know, yeah, in my like, studio. For those know? who are listening or watching, it's like, to you'll literally have headphones on you'll grab an acoustic guitar or maybe you'll start with programming a, a drum beat yeah maybe you'll record a piano part yeah you'll record you'll pick up the bass yep. you'll lay down the, like every instrument and now when you go and that's for like a song demo and then when you're yeah, going that's for to day of going yeah, quick yeah when you're yep. and so like it's not uncommon for us to finish a day hearing not just uh, acoustic guitar voice memo Mm -hmm. like i would do on my phone you have the ability to create like where i can really or the artist that we're writing with can really have a vision for not only where the song could go but like where i mean it's already there it's there which is so i mean and i just think that's such a gift um it's a gift to the other writers too yeah it's also an added weight for you because like for the type of songwriter that i am like like so, for example, like you and I and let's say Jordan St. Cyr. Yeah. We got together and we wrote Weary Traveler. Mm-hmm. And that was three, four hours of my time yep. writing that song with you guys. But then you go. <laughs> yeah, I've got another three or four hours. Then your work's just beginning, you know? yeah, on yeah. the demo. And then, you know, a lot of times mm-hmm. you'll get hired to then just be the producer of that song. And so the work continues for you but it's yeah. a really neat kind of progression of 
you're not just the writer of the songs. You get to go on and be the producer of the songs as well. Is that something that you're that you love and are passionate about? I do love it. You know, I I love. I mean, songwriting is. I think it's my first love. I mean, th- there's nothing like the feeling of like finding the big idea and the big hook and being like, this really matters. You know, that that energy in a room, they're like, there's nothing like it. But I do love being the guy that gets to get the song over the finish line. You know, I, I love, and that takes years of practice too. You know, there are guys, especially younger, and, and me when I was younger, which like, I was really good at making things sound good quickly. But there's a whole, there's another 10 to 20% after the fact of good to great where you find the details and you know yeah it, the, it, it's the it's it's those kind of things the reverbs and the the right reverb sense yeah the right hook or the right candy it's like those are the things that i really like you know that, and that refinement the refinement you know and like being a good finisher you know people talk about that there are producers where they're like oh that guy's a good finisher you know and it's like oh he finds the last 10 percent. he pushes the song as far as it can go and that's, that's a big a deal. Yep. Yeah, and because there's not there's not there are a few worse feelings as a songwriter than when you get to be a part of writing a song and then you know that's the last you get to be involved in it. Yeah. You know, as an artist, I get the kind of I get the best of both worlds where I can I can make a I can write a song and get to see those songs through to the finish line and make sure it sounds the way I want them to. Yeah. But when you're a writer, a lot of times you just are part of the writing and then you don't get to hear anything else until it's done and out. Yep. And you may not actually like it. Yeah. Well, I, I've definitely, I mean, we, you know, I we, won't name names yeah. or things, you know, but it's like we've had those where you're like, you're so excited about a song. And then the artist gets in the studio with, you know, a, a different producer yeah. and you're like, what happened? Yeah. You know, you you know, you and produce the hit out of that. You know, that's what we always say. It's just like it was a hit. I thought it was, and then it just, and then it just dies. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's the worst feeling. It yeah, really it is. Really is. You're just like, oh man. Well, that took the legs off of that one. You know, it's true. Talk about like, um, so early on, you played me those songs. Um, I wound up bringing you to a publishing partner. We yeah. wound up working together beyond just you being in the touring yeah. band, and we started writing a lot of songs. I yeah. haven't counted. I should have counted how many songs we've written together since Gosh. we've started working together. But um, you know, for those who are listening, the you know the songs of. I mean, I'm looking just even at the wall behind you. Broke, yeah. Broken things. That was my first number one. That was your first number mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Um, it wasn't my first number. No. I'm yeah. Just <laughs> Um, <laughs> 20th, maybe. but that was uh, broken things is a great example of, I believe a track. Yeah. You created a track, mm-hmm. sent it to me, no words, no, no words. melodies, maybe just the, that hook. And I was like, this is awesome. And there's something here. We wrote that song, uh, you know, so that's just a great example. But then, um, you know, other songs that we've worked on together, Truth Be Told. Yeah. Um, I think we started that from scratch, no track. That was in the room. Um, yep. I'm trying to think of some other ones that we've written that I've recorded. Um, but, I mean, almost, I mean, My Story, Your Glory. That was a track. That was a track. Yeah. Which that big old Springsteen kind of vibe, and so so there's some where we'll start from scratch, and then there's some 
where you'll like, and I just, I texted you the other day. I was like, send me tracks. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Cause I want to be inspired too. And sometimes yeah. that'll get me, Oh, that's, I can have a vision for sonically where I want to go. And I always want to go to new places and you have such a gift of that. Talk yeah. about though. Um, so I remember we signed your publishing deal. Do you remember the location of it? McDonald's. McDonald's parking lot. <laughs> McDonald's. Me, you, and Falcon. Yeah. We didn't even eat at the McDonald's. No, we didn't. Which, no, side we note, just... I watched an Instagram video this morning of a guy pouring molten hot yeah. cop copper. Like, okay. I guess he's in, like, some metal shop. And he took a McDonald's, like, cheeseburger or Big Mac or whatever. Oh, no. And he poured this... I don't know, melted copper that's like extreme temperatures. And oh, it should no. have melted, it should have like disintegrated the the Big Mac. And it didn't. <laughs> and the the whole video was about no wonder it's hard to digest the food you're eating. Yeah. Like it, it was supposed to, it would have should have destroyed the bun. And and yeah. it was and you I was like, anyways, so side note. Well, don't get me going on my love of Taco Bell. Food. Yeah, Taco I know Bell. you love Taco, Taco Bell. Taco Bell really is it. Uh, you know, Chick-fil-A, of course. Taco Bell's health food. It's health. Hey, I've told you about the article where because people said, "Oh, it's dog food." It's dog food. Not anymore. And maybe it was. I don't know. I don't know about the history of Taco Bell, but now it is one of the highest ranked meat qualities of fast food. Well, and maybe if Taco Bell wants to sponsor the podcast, then I will change my view of the quality of their meat. Can I start a Taco Bell podcast? I mean, I don't see. I, there's podcasts about everything right now, so yep. you may have found your new lane. That could be my thing. Hey, did you guys know that most children's vitamins have some unhealthy stuff in them? It's like, uh, you know, the old song, just a spoonful of sugar. A lot of unhealthy chemicals and other gummy junk in these vitamins that growing kids really shouldn't eat. And that's why Haya was created, H-I-Y-A. It's a pediatrician-approved, super-powered, chewable vitamin. Most ch children's vitamins are filled with five grams of sugar, and they contribute to a variety of health issues, while Haya is made with zero sugar and zero gummy junk, and yet it tastes great even for the picky eaters in your life. It was formulated with the help of nutritional experts. Haya is pressed with a blend of 12 organic fruits and veggies and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals, including vitamin D, B12, C, and zinc, folate, and many others to help support immunity, energy, brain function, mood, concentration, who doesn't need help in that, right? It's non-GMO, vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, nut-free, and everything else you can imagine. It's designed for kids of all ages and sent straight to your door so parents have one less thing to worry about. Your kids are going to love it. Trust me on this. Haya is a healthy way to make sure you're getting the vitamins and all the nutrition that you need. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. Receive 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, you must go to Haya.com slash West. It's not available on their regular website, so go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash West and get your kids the full-body nourishment that they need to turn into healthy adults. Check it out. You, you had way more success than failure, but at the same time, there are songs that... Well, I guess I don't know that any... Even the most successful songwriters, I don't know if that statement I just said could be true. Like, we've had more success than failure. It might look like that, but I think the reality is it's a lot like um, a Major League Baseball player. Like, yeah. if a Major League Baseball player gets a hit three out of every ten at-bats, yep. they're a Hall of Famer. And and that's only a 30% success rate. 
Yeah. And songwriters can share a similar trajectory. Yeah. But so you could be in the Hall of Fame of songwriters and only three out of every 10 songs you wrote ever saw yeah. the light of day, let alone made it yeah. to the top of the charts or sold well. Yep. Um, but have you had, like, can you think of, like, disappointments you've had or one that sticks out to you where it's like, dang mm-hmm. it, I thought I thought I was going to have this song land and it didn't or... Oh, man. Like, I don't know. I think probably... Or even a discouraging season, you know, that like maybe there's been a longer drawn out where you're just like, what the heck? Well, I know. I mean, in Nashville, for sure, have had those scenarios. I mean, a Nashville story for sure of like, man, that was close, uh, was a little big town song that I had that they loved. Everyone's, you know, high fiving about it. They go in the studio, they cut it. I'm like, okay, made it through. It's like, we're cut. They get it mastered. It's done. Doesn't make the record, you know? And it's just like those kinds of scenarios, they're just disappointing. I mean, I think that the more you're in town, the more you kind of just take it, you know, as it comes, you know, there will be more songs. There will be more opportunities. Yeah. Um, and then, but to get so close and then have the rug pulled out, you know, because I love them too. I love the, I love the people. I love their voices, the artistry. Yeah. You know, I, I just am such a fan of theirs. So I'm like, yeah, I just want a song on their record. Yeah, you know. So, and but. yeah, people don't realize maybe the how close you can get. Oh. I'll never forget. Um, I wrote a song with a amazing songwriter named marv green who's been a friend of mine for years but yeah he, marv's he, a legend yeah he yeah. wrote uh amazed by lone star and, yeah. and uh just many other songs he's a george Strait number ones you name it he's one of those like i love the songwriters that can have number ones in like multiple decades like yeah. it's just like the longevity yeah. is a big deal you know and you're proving that as well well you have proven that well too, but know, we wrote this song together it was called uh all the lonely people and it was such a cool song. No, it wasn't the Beatles. Oh, it wasn't the Beatles. It was a better version of that. You can't copyright a title. Is that song called All the Lonely People? No, that's Eleanor Rigby. Dang, good. Yeah, that's yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Um, <laughs> and so uh, Carrie Underwood was on fire, right? This was after Jesus Take the Wheel. Yeah. Um, Marv had written another one of her number ones called Wasted. Anyways, she puts it on hold. She records it. Yeah. Somebody, uh, a trusted trusted person congratulates me. Um, Saw it. There was a a CD that had the final track listing for her album. Okay. And the song was on there. 12 songs. And then the record came out with 11 songs. And that song didn't make it. That's what I mean. That that happened. That's what exactly what my my Carrie Underwood. I know. Uh, and then, and then uh, another time, I got a call. I literally got a congratulatory call from the president of <laughs> Lyric Street Records. Okay, telling me, congratulations on your new Rascal Flats cut. It's going to be a duet with Natasha Bedingfield. Oh. And Amazing. I was like, holy yeah, you're like, what the heck? cow, yeah. game changer. And I had had a Rascal Flats cut early in my career, and yep. that was a game changer. But this was like, they were riding high. And Natasha Bedenfield, like, she, I love her voice. And anyway, Amazing. So, yeah. and it was a song called Easy, and it was a duet. We wrote it as a duet. Mm-hmm. And 
then I get actually it was my publisher who called me and said unbelievable like the president just called him that's what it was yeah and I'll, then I get a call from the president of the label and he's like I am so sorry you're not gonna believe this but there were two songs <laughs> with the same title and of I course. thought yours was the one that they recorded and it Unreal. was two songs with the same title that were duets and, and he mine, didn't re- he didn't know and they were picking between the two. Oh, that's man. how close it was it was and they were both called easy yeah what the heck and so i mean but like those are just like and aldine just had a hit called easy yeah and was that a, that might have been a duet too no that was just him but it's like but, i mean but you know they count. note to self don't write a song called easy <laughs> well, but also <laughs> or I mean, just do it every 10 years <laughs> but those are those are gut punches right yeah they're so tough. how do you stay encouraged because you're one of the hardest working people um you always go to work like every day you're working yeah. um what how do you stay encouraged when you're not seeing you know when you're when you're getting a phone call like that what makes you continue to go to the studio and go to work you know, I uh, I love the process, and I think that's I I talk about that with with guys a lot too, and and especially with younger people, it's like like you're talking about the mountaintop moments are few and far between, you know. But your life is built up of moments and everyday situations, I, and every day I get to wake up, I get to go be with an artist, be with other writers, and I get to do this for a living. That is amazing. And that is enough, you know, the hits though, I always say, you know, having hits allows you to keep doing this. So yeah. it's like, you need hits because it's a business and you need to be able to support yourself and support your family. So th- I need the hits and they allow me to do this, but you got to love the process. And I love it. I wonder if you've ever been to MatthewWest.com. Maybe you've clicked on the uh, store button and gone shopping. Maybe you bought merch, some t-shirts or books or something like that. Well, that's all made possible by my friends at Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch, your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Thanks to you, I'm going to hit a million orders at my Shopify, right? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap, which I am not, or offering outdoor outfits, which maybe I am, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify has been a huge help for me uh, with our web store, our company's web store, having everything all in one place. And the, the analytics they give me, it's really incredible. So sign up. For a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash West, all lowercase, by the way. Again, that's Shopify.com slash West, all lowercase. Now, to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com slash West. Specifically about Christian music, like what is it that makes you seek to be part of the genre? Like you do a lot of different things. Like you can write for film and television, you write for country, pop. Yeah, but like you always come back to contemporary Christian music as well. That's a big part of your big part. I, what is it about like faith-based music that you believe in? 
or want well, to be a part Well, I would say, you know, I always talk about different genres, you know, because I do bounce around. They all do, I would say they'd scratch different itches, you know. It's like, I love the, I love country songwriting. I love the craft of it. I love pop. I love the sonics of it. I love how creative you can be. But with Christian songwriting, I just know it matters. You know, it's the eternal effects of what we're doing that, Matt, it just feels, I don't want to say it feels more important, but it, it does. No, I think that's fair. When we're talking yeah. about, you know, talking about Jesus, you know, it, when we're talking, when we're sharing the good news with people, that it does matter more. And mm-hmm. it does matter more to me. It doesn't mean I, I want a country hit, of course. You know what I mean? Sure. It's like, I want a country hit. I, I love a pop hit. But like when it comes to, you know, me and my faith and what that, it, and what that means and being able to share it, it, it just, it's a, it's a higher value to me, you know? Um, and like, I also just know the impact that it's had on me, you know, that I always think about that too. It's just like, there are bands that I can point to for me, it's Reliant K. Um, I can point to them as one of the greatest influences on my spiritual walk as a kid. Wow. You know, the, the their uh, That's cool. their album mm-hmm, came out when I was in sixth grade and it ma- that album mattered so much to me. And it, it just it helped me through a lot of things and I want to be a part of that. That's you cool. Know? I want to help encourage people like you know, people have encouraged me, you know. Uh one time I wrote with Matt Teeson, Teeson? from yeah. Reliant K. <laughs> and uh it was the it was the most awkward day. <laughs> Because I don't think he liked really co-writing. Yeah. And I don't know whose idea it was to set us up together. But, man, we just kind of looked at each other. Did you get anything? Not a thing. Not a thing. (laughs) He he fidgeted. I fidgeted. I was like, I think we went to uh, um, Fido and got coffee. There you go. Yeah. And then it was like, hey, man, have a good day, dude. Yeah. Like, it was awkward. (laughs) Some days they're just like that, you know. You know, sometimes I... There's been moments with publishers where they're like, you know, would you ever want to write with him? On one hand, I'm like, yes. On on other on the other hand, though, I'm like, you always hear that saying, you know, don't, don't meet, meet your you. heroes, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I'm like, gosh, there's something so pure about yeah. my love for that band that again, just how much they meant to me at a, yeah. at a time and how much they impacted my walk and stuff. So I'm just like, man, maybe it's just better to just let it be. Let me just keep them where they are. You know, I don't want, I don't want them to lose their cape, you know, how but. many, uh, as, this has been a lot of fun. We had, uh, like, it's been fun for me on the podcast to have all different kinds of guests, but like, um, we had, uh, you know, our buddy Jeff Pardo on. Yeah. So, and so it's been yeah. fun for me to like bring people into like my music community yep. through the podcast as well. That's been fun. Yeah. Dude. But, um, so like, I think I just get a kick out of hearing you talk about your process, the disappointments and the wins. And, yeah. but let's talk real quick about just some of the songs that you've, that have broken through. And we know mm-hmm. the, all that has to happen to make that happen. But like, uh, most recently, um, we've had a great run with Tasha Layton. Yeah. Tasha's amazing. Yeah. With the song, uh, how far, and look what you've done. Look what you've done. And, and now her, her current single, Never, never. is doing really well. Yeah. And so I, I think that's cool, too, to like to hit a groove with an artist where yeah. they like what you do. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, that's fun, right, to, yeah. to continue on a journey with them. You've so got the great. new um, Casting Crown single, yep. all, all Because of Mercy. Yep. Is it Because of Mercy or All Because of Mercy? 
or all the lonely people. All because <laughs> I can't remember what it's called. All because of mercy. Because yep, of yeah, mercy. yeah. No, that's right. Yep. Um, you've got finally uh, got in. Weary Traveler with Jordan St. Cyr. Yep. You're also producing some more songs for him. Yeah, we're finishing up a handful of songs for his record right now. You've actually. got yep. the um the new Cochran and Co. Yep. single, a song called Parking Lot, Parking which is Lot. awesome. That's yep. on the radio. Uh-huh. Um this is I'm trying to think through what else you've got right now. Yeah, what a uh, um, weary traveler went number one for Jordan. Yep. Um, you, I mean, so you've been you've been Gosh, crushing yeah. it. You just did some stuff on the new Kane record. Yep, Kane's amazing, um, which Love comes that. out pretty quickly here. Pretty soon. Yeah. What are you doing? Like, and then we're starting to work on my next record. Yeah. You produced a yeah. Christmas song for me. Yep, I've I've done a couple last minute Christmas things. Uh, and, new song is I've got a song coming out this year called Because of Bethlehem. Yeah. Which you crushed the production man, of thanks for having me um Always. man you're just doing it you're on fire i you know it's there are different you know kind of ebbs and flows of songs and things at radio and you just kind of you do the best you can and you're like go go fly little songbird little songbird <laughs> that's how it feels you gotta uh, just let it go we have a segment called songs from the story house which i want to include you in here as our final thing but before yeah. we get to that of all the things that I've contributed to your life and career, um, I think the audience might get a kick out of what I believe is maybe my greatest contribution to your life. Not to pat myself on the back, okay. <laughs> but uh, when we were on the road together, yeah, I would do band introductions. And I would always introduce you to the audience as being yep. single, and ready to ready mingle. To Christian mingle. Ready to Christian yeah. mingle. <laughs> and the crowd would get a big kick out of yeah, that. Love it. Everybody would laugh, yep. you know. And then I would talk about, you know, he's not just single, he's desperate. You know? yeah. Desperate AJ, <laughs> which wasn't true. Um, <sighs> but I remember a show in Florida. Yep. Where after the show, somebody slipped into your DMs on Instagram. It does go down in the DMs, yeah. It, well, she liked a picture. She played it cool, you know. She so was at the show. She was at the show. Uh, she went, um, it was at the, I think it's first, I think it's first Baptist. I'm going to screw up the name. First Baptist in Naples, Naples, Florida. Florida, where she's from. Yep. And she was going to buy a Bible study there. And a girl from her Bible study said, hey, you should come to the show and Matthew West. And she said, who? You know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> exactly. That's what they all said. <laughs> No, and then she, but she's like, yeah, okay, great. No, we'll come. And she, you know, they just had a hurricane. Like there was a lot going on. There's a lot. There's a million reasons not to go. And but she showed up, and you did your your bit. And afterwards, yeah, she liked a picture, and I was like, oh, hello, hello there. And then so I like some pictures, and uh, and then we started messaging. A few days later, we were like FaceTiming. I'm like, is this girl real? Is she weird? Like, I don't know. Let's just figure it out. And then we were back. We had a great time FaceTiming four or five hours into the middle of the night. Like, it was crazy. And then a couple of weeks later, we were back in Florida in Jacksonville. And she came up to a show that was the first time we hung out and, and your first date was in like the lobby of the church that yeah we were playing <laughs> at, right? that's crazy well i because i flew in from a wedding to that show and she picked me up and we went to chipotle <laughs> yeah you know i love my chipotle too, chipotle man. love yeah so we went to chipotle and then yeah played the show and 
the rest is history. Now she's my wife of three years. Three years married. Yeah, just just hit three years. Yeah. So I'll I think I'll always you know ab- above any other achievement in my life. I think I'll <laughs> I'll always enjoy taking credit for at least you know being a conduit. No a, doubt, a matchmaker I mean, no of doubt. sorts. It wasn't a direct match where I was like, this person's perfect for this person. It was me casting a wide net like yeah. the, like the disciples did when they were fishing you know yeah I think. So, I, so you're welcome yeah well i mean it, it honestly is man I, I always say that about you you know we were at the ascap awards last night yeah. and talking about you being my biggest champion in nashville not my you know my parents are number one mom of and dad of They're course the best yeah number one but They're my biggest best. champion in nashville has been been you and um you know obviously you've brought so much great stuff to my life, you know, so many, wow. the writing professionally and stuff, knowing you has been amazing, but you did being, being on the road with you has led to me, me and my wife and I'll forever, be, <laughs> forever be grateful, bro. Forever I wasn't be fishing grateful. for a, a thank you, man. Well, I'll take but, it. It, but it's true no, though. Well, hey, facts are facts. I, I think, you know, I always, whenever I talk to other young songwriters or artists or whatever, I just point to, to you as the standard of, you know, not just, I mean, obviously there's certain giftings that people have um, and you have very unique giftings musically, but the work ethic that you have is like, I've always found that to be the X factor, you know, yeah. in terms of who stays in Nashville and who who's not cut out for a music, uh, a career in music. And so like you've combined these incredible music giftings with uh, and a just as incredible work ethic. And, yeah. and so I just think the best is yet to come for you. It's an honor to make music with you. We close it, out bro. with a series or with a, we have a little segment called songs from the story house. Yeah. So I was thinking we should go to the piano and maybe we'll Love just, it. we'll mess. I, I'm trying to think of like, should we play something that we've, that was become a hit? Yeah. I'm, or, I'm game. Or, or like a, one that never became a hit. The one that didn't didn't make Maybe it. We'll, we'll just go. We'll just go over there and see what. Uh, yeah, dude, let's do it. Yeah, I love it. I, I, mean, I mean, I'm looking at broken things. Maybe that's one we could. Well, that was the first. We kind of talked about that a little bit. That'd be fun. Let's do that. Can you play the keys and yeah. I'll sing it? Yeah. All right, let's do it. I'll make it. I'll make it through. AJ proves everybody. If grace was a kingdom, I stopped at the gate. Thinking I don't deserve to pass through After all the mistakes that I made Oh, but I heard a whisper Is heaven been Said, child, don't you know That the first will be last And the last year to crown
He's my dad, and he gives good advice, and that's why we're closing out the show with Dad Advice. Check out his theme song. He's my dad, and he gives good advice, and that's why this segment is called Dad Advice. All right, Dad, good to see you at the Story House. Yeah, it's good to be seen at my age, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Man, you're getting crazy in your old age. <laughs> yeah, you Send us out with a dad, some dad advice, all right? Okay, but first, a dad joke. You don't want to forget that. You'd be sad, and so would so many listeners. Did you hear about the tree that had to take a break in autumn? It was on a paid leaf. Mm. Paid leaf? Paid leaf. Why did the apple pie cry? Its peelings were hurt. All right. <laughs> We're going to talk about (laughs) I can just feel the laughter in the air in many households that needed to laugh today. Yes. Moving in the right direction. Your song, Kingdom Things. And again, I find myself putting that on repeat over and over because sometimes I get my eyes on the things of this world and they don't do all. It doesn't do good for me. And Kingdom Things reminds me of who I need to keep my eyes on and things I need to keep my eyes on in my mind and heart. Kingdom Things, I lift my eyes and rest my mind on Kingdom Things. Nothing on this earth could ever steal the sting this world brings like Kingdom Things. Every, every day we're moving, we all realize that, but the question is, are we moving in the right direction? If we have our eyes set on a goal, it helps us to move in that direction. That's why keeping our eyes and mind on kingdom things moves us forward. The Bible tells us that we need to be moving forward and not backward. We are to make every effort to move closer to God. Two key verses today, and Matthew, you've said these often. James 4, 9, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Matthew 6, 33, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. Today would be a great day for all of us, and I encourage each one to do an inventory of what direction you are moving in. That good quote here, every day do something that will lead you closer to God. Here are two of many ways we can be moving forward and closer to God. One, time in God's word, both alone and in a group. John 1.1, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. It is clear from this passage that the word of God that the Word is God, and that spending time in the Word is spending time with God. Therefore, if you make time to read your Bible, you will make time for God. He's alive, and He wants to spend time with us, and and one way is through God's Word. Here's a couple ways to help uh, each one listening to stay in God's Word. In fact, uh, I want to put a shameless plug in, Matthew, for your ministry, a pop we. Uh, We offer two of many resources, but one is your weekly day one devos that will encourage everyone, and a brand new Bible study called My Story, Your Glory, and they can find both of these free at popwee.org and at every concert on tour that they come to, they can come to our table, we'll pray with them, and we'll load them up with things that will encourage them. Here's a good quote. To strengthen our relationship with God, we need some meaningful time alone with him. And then lastly, 
time in prayer and worship. God answers prayer. Praying moves us into his presence. Psalm 104, into his gate, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. In Psalm 150, verse 6, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. When we worship God, he comes near and dwells with us. He draws near to us as we worship him. Remember our key verse here, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Here's a great quote here. The God who never changes, changes us when we move in his direction. And then Matthew, I, I did more research on some, just like that 19 times that you used praise the Lord in the song, praise the Lord. I found this prayer that you had written in one of your devo, devos uh, back when, and I thought it fit fittingly right here. Fit fittingly. You like mm -hmm. that? Say that five times. Lord, move me closer to love and farther from hate, closer to compassion and farther from judgment, closer to things that matter for your kingdom and further from the things of this world closer to dependence on you and farther from self-sufficiency, closer to patience and farther from hurry, closer to humility and farther from pride. I want to move closer to your heart and farther from my will. My heart's desire is to move toward you. Amen. What a prayer. My dad advice today is to ask yourself, what direction are you moving? Each one, all of us today, make sure you're moving in the right direction. Yeah. Make a list of ways you might be heading away from God and determine to begin closer to him. Choose to keep your mind, your eyes on kingdom things. You'll begin to see amazing changes in your life as you do. Moving in the right direction, kingdom things. That's awesome. Thanks, Dad. You're welcome. Hey, I hope you enjoyed the show. That's our show for today. Thanks to my buddy, AJ Pruz, for coming and hanging with me. Normally, we're in here cooking up new songs, but it was fun to have a conversation and sort of reflect on the music that we've made up to this point. He's a super talented guy, and uh, I thought you guys would get a kick out of meeting some of the people behind the scenes who are helping to create the music that hopefully is ministering to you day in and day out. And thank you, by the way, for listening to the songs that we put out. Uh, most of all, I hope these songs point you closer to Jesus. That's my prayer. That's my mission. And, and that's my why, right? So I uh, also want to thank my dad, as always, for, um, I mean, he brings his notes in, which means, I mean, he, is, he spends so much time creating uh, these little mini sermons for you. And I hope that they're uh, an encouragement to you. I know that they're an encouragement to me. And uh, last but not least, our ministry is called Pop We, P-O-P-W-E. And man, we would love to uh, stay in contact with you. If you have a prayer request, we have a prayer network that would love to lift you up. Um, go to popwe.org today. You can also sign up there to receive a free weekly email devotional. It's called Day One Devos. I write them every week right in this laptop, and we send them out to thousands of people. Love to have you be one of those people at popwe.org today. Send a prayer request, sign up to receive the Devo, and you can even share your story there, and it will go directly to me. So those are some of the ways that our ministry is here to love on you. Go to popwe.org today. All right, that's enough for me. Go make the most of this one life you get. It's your story for his glory. See you next week.